Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hey, Mary. Hi, T. Thanks for coming out. Thank you for inviting me. How's it going? It's good. It's a little hot today. Sorry, it's hot in here. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I think we're, we're going into springtime, so it's starting to feel a little warm. What you been up to this week? Mm, not much. I mean, working. Um, got my little axle neutered. Yeah, your dog <laughs> got a little action there. Huh? Well, well, he's not going to get action. But yeah, I mean, it's been good. Um, I, I'm taking probiotics now because I've, I've hurt my stomach a little too much, but good. <laughs> you hurt your stomach? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I have gastritis, I think Ooh. since I was little and then I just irritated so much when I, I just don't eat breakfast and then when I do, I eat. Just like hot Cheetos or coffee. Or yeah, you were like texting that. me that. You said you had hot the- Cheetos and black coffee for breakfast? What? Yeah, but because I just feel like I need it. <laughs> but then when I do, it just hurts so much. Y'all need some hot Cheetos. <laughs> hey, guess what? I was really craving Twinkies yesterday. Ooh, did you have them? No, I was too lazy to get out. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need to spend money on something that's not going to help me. Yeah, even what make it makes you feel afterwards is really not. Well, I mean, I always think it's worth it when I. I just feel it, like but... whenever I crave something like bad, I always tell myself, well, "You're just literally wasting money. Like you don't need that. Your body doesn't need it. It's just temporary. You crave it for some reason." So yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get it, but I was very close. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Like I, Twink is not my thing, but for some reason, like something soft, sweet. That's what I was craving. Mm. You know, also fruit tarts from um, Whole Foods are so good. I recently started craving that for like this whole week. You like fruits, that's why. Yeah, I like like fruits. Yeah, that's true. I like everything sweet except fruits. (laughs) But I I eat all veggies. Veggies are good. I was the kind of kid like ate my veggies when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to eat raw tomatoes with salt. Yeah, I remember you told me like you like your mom when you were a kid. Like yeah, you, yeah some other episode you told me about that story. <laughs> tomato. Yeah, I was a weird kid. Hey, speaking of your stomach hurting, I'm gonna get back to you. I have a report to Ooh. that can be helpful for anyone suffering from stomach ache or any chronic stomach issues. I'll come back to that. Oh. We have a lot to cover today because last week we did a lot of talking, just introducing the shows. So let's dive right into it. Yeah. So we're talking uh, some. We're talking about drugs. 
exciting stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Is it exciting? Well, I think it's interesting. Well, like I said last week, I've never done it. So it's interesting to me, but I don't know about exciting. Yeah, I think it's more exciting for the people that consume it. Have you watched Breaking Bad? No. I've heard of it. I watched the first episode, and I just... Same thing with the... What's the the one with the the family? Uh, Ozark. Ozark. Yeah, I couldn't... I couldn't get into those. Hmm. I guess because I like don't use it. I don't do drugs, and I'm not interested. And I don't know. But now I feel like I've read some more stuff last week, and now I feel like <laughs> maybe I should watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, so we're continuing from last week, and I'll be covering Narco Saints, the Korea's Netflix drama. That's about uh, just plain Korean citizen getting into drug business. And Mary will cover Narcos and Narcos Mexico. Yeah. We're going to do some comparing contrast, which we were going to do last week. We couldn't quite get, in, get to it. We were just so fascinated with <laughs> <laughs> that old topic. <laughs> so there's a website I found. It's called Flix Patrol. Hmm. Like Netflix, Flix, Patrol. Oh. Basically, it's a kind of like a stats website. It tells you what shows or movies are doing well on what um, platform, and you can look it up by countries or um, like by movies or series. And it's an interesting website. Oh, wow. You can just go on and on. And hmm. based on their um, stats, last year in September. This Narco Saints was on worldwide top three. Hmm. And in Bahama, Hong Kong, Kenya, Morocco, Singapore, Taiwan, and Vietnam. Those eight countries were watching Narco Saints uh, the most for like a whole month. It was top, it was number one in those countries. Wow. But I was like, why Why those specific countries? Like, like maybe like Taiwan and Singapore, Vietnam, maybe like because Korean stuff is pretty big over there. But like Kenya and Morocco, <laughs> I was like, maybe that goes with the whole like European drugs, you we, know, like import and export from like Africa countries. And yeah. they're like kind of big. They're like Colombia of the African continent. Yeah, I was like, hmm, maybe people are interested in it because they want to know what they talk about in the show. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Like Kenya and Morocco, right? So, um, today, I'm definitely going to, we're definitely going to talk more about the show, the actual show. So I'm going to jog your memory. I'm going to do the, the other half of the show's summary. And then we'll chat more. Okay. So here's what happens in the rest of the show. Without the big spoiler. A little bit of spoiler maybe. But not the big ending of the show. Hmm. Ingu, who has decided to cooperate with NIS to catch Pastor John, starts to carry out the plan made by the operation team based in Brazil. 
First, Ingu introduces NIA's agent Choi to John as a businessman. And Choi explains a fake business plan to John, which is to export chicken from Brazil to U.S. Army bases in Korea. Since the food is for U.S. troops, the shipment can be delivered non-stop without customs inspection, and that's how they would smuggle the drugs. John becomes highly interested and wants to meet Choi in person to talk details. But out of extreme caution, he refuses Choi's invitation to come to Brazil. Despite the other NIS agent's worry, Choi decides to travel to Suriname to meet John. Just like the Korean proverb, one has to enter the tiger's den to catch the tiger. John treats Choi very well and throws a luxury welcome party, but he also locks up Choi and Ingu in the guest house for a couple of days while his associate runs a thorough background check on them. Amid growing anxiety over the safety of the two, the agent Choi reassures that he will protect Ingu and they are not alone because there already has been an unidentified NIS agent in Suriname besides him. Due to the ongoing conflict with the Chinese gang, John decides to shake hands with Choi so he can establish a new route to deal drugs, which is to ship cocaine to Korea via Brazil as Agent Choi has planned. John promises to send two tons of cocaine to Brazil border by the appointed date. But in order to get two tons of cocaine, which would have to be imported from the Colombian cartel, John has to squeeze his capital, which is also included in the NIS's plan. The Asian Choi tells John that he'll take the drugs at the Brazilian border and smuggle them to Korea. But the real plan is to have the drugs confiscated by the Brazilian border patrol. On the big day, John stays behind in Suriname while his men, Choi, and Ingu head to the border. Upon arrival, Brazilian Border Patrol sees them as planned, but some blood is shed, which was not included in the plan. Because of this incident, John loses money and some of the cocaine. But for him, there is a hope to recoup from this loss. He takes Ingu to a vast farmland where he explains that it's his secret drug farm. In fact, John has been building his own drug empire which would enable him to do all of production, processing, and distribution, rather than being a middleman by receiving drugs from the Colombian cartel. Ingu and Choi realize that catching John would require something of a bigger scale than originally planned. Soon, Ingu informs John that Choi has opened up a new route and asked to send cocaine to Puerto Rico, saying that there are ships for the U.S. forces in Korea. But John angrily refuses because they are putting him in danger by doing drug business in the U.S. territory. However, two tons of cocaine from the Colombian cartel were bought on credit, and if John doesn't sell them soon, he could be killed for the debt. So John eventually decides to reach out to the Chinese gang leader, Chen. John makes a deal with him after confirming Chen can sell off the drugs to Europe via his Chinatown route. However, Ingu, who could not allow cocaine to disappear into Europe, shows a picture of John's drug farm to Chen 
and suggests killing John because he will surely get rid of Chen once he completes building his own drug kingdom. Okay, so does that jog your memory? Yeah. Oh, well, oh yeah. Well, actually, now that you're mentioning this part of it, um, it's so interesting how it reminded me of this scene in in Narcos Mexico, which is where I think where we left off from, like marijuana leading into cocaine. Yeah. Um, when Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo starts mentioning the interest in cocaine, is when he overhears that. Um, seas were closed off to oh. Colombia to be able to access U.S. So that was like a big opportunity for Mexico to offer Mexico um, oh. to cross through Mexico's border and get into the U.S. So that's when they started making business with Colombia, and they just started expanding that way. But it's so interesting how it's all it all correlates there. <laughs> I guess there's only so much variety in drug business. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, it all goes back to land and making use of it. Now that you also mentioned the whole, you know, in the last episode, you mentioned the whole drug farm, how, you know, they started, like, farming marijuana, and that reminded me of, or the scene the scene in the Narga Saints reminded me of that scene also, because they go up on this, like, high viewpoint, mm-hmm. and then it's like, look at those land. Yeah. And this, like, Korean guy's like, oh, what's that about? You know, he's like, this is my land. And it's like, okay, good for you. But turned out, it was, like, all, like, a farm, you know? Yeah. So I guess he was farming cocaine, coca mm-hmm. leaf, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah amapola. Is that what it's called? What they call? Amapola? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what they... Or in Spanish, at least. Oh, isn't that poppy? Amapola? Isn't that poppy? Like a flower poppy? Which is opium? I don't know. What, I, I don't know or what I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought, well, yeah. I, I thought, isn't Amapola that? Or, hmm. Yeah, we really don't know much about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be the poppy seeds. You're right. Then what's the name for it? For the... You said cocaina, right? Yeah, for the but for, for farming, cocaine. is it just cocaine leaf? Oh, maybe you have to plant amapola and then the leaf of amapola is coca. In it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we, we wouldn't be good farmers. <laughs> Guess we're not doing that business. <laughs> so this guy, we have to remember that, like. All of these three shows, they're all real, based on real story. Yeah. So this Korean pastor guy, he's a, he's, he was a real fake pastor. So a little bit of his background is that he was a meth dealer in Korea. So that's when I thought about Breaking Bad, because like, how could people have meth in Korea, you know? But I guess you could technically make it. Because like Breaking oh. Bad, he's like a chemi- chemistry teacher, and then he makes mm. his, his own meth, and... Mm. start distributing or selling it I don't know something about that so I guess math was sort of popular in Korea or like some you know people with money and power got to it so he was math dealer in Korea and he was a con man and he conned people in the real estate business so he made people invest in fake real estate stuff and then like he'll have kind of party or like a you know, seminar, and then he'll give out, like, food and drinks, and then it had, like, a meth in it. 
So people、oh, are addicted、God. to it, and then people feel a certain way. So they all want to like sign the contract. Like, oh, this sounds like a really good deal. So let me put my money into your investment, like real estate investment. So he conned people that way, and he got cut. The country like went after him, so he got、oh. cut. But then the agent, like basically like his FBI agent who caught him, wanted his money. So he was like,、uh, "What do you call like the?" Um. The corrupt. Yeah, corrupt. Oh my god. <laughs> so I guess he was corrupt Asian. So he just wanted money.、Um, so after that, he got like released. He bribed the agent, and he got released. And he was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna do this business. It's too. It's dealing with too many people and openly, like in a you know, yeah, like dealing with legal stuff." So he became a pastor. He was like, "I'm gonna build my own thing, kind of in a secret way." So he thought, "Okay, the church is a good thing、oh. because it's religion. People like not necessarily know what's going on inside the church, you know." Yeah. So that's when he became like pastor or fake pastor, and he like gave drugs to his congregation. Oh my god! And then people were addicted to it, and then like because I guess you hallucinate whatever, so they really think he was a god, like. Wow! The yeah, ever like present Jesus in Korea, <laughs> you know. Oh wow! And then like he got cut again, and he you know got pissed off, so he killed the NIS agent in Korea,、mm. and he fled the country, and that's when he went to Suriname. Oh wow! Crazy story. So this is all real part, and he was like when he went to Suriname, he found out there was a already Chinese gang doing drugs. Yeah. And the deal with the Chinese gang was that the They are only doing meth, and、mm. he was、uh, he was starting off on cocaine.、Mm. So they like split business, so like they don't have to touch each other. Yeah. So I guess that was the deal. But then when this Korean guy、um, in in the show, his name's Ingu, when he and the new NIS agent went there, they stir things up by telling Chinese gangs, "You guys should do cocaine." I know way to sell that to Korea. Yeah. You know, so they kind of start things up to kind of make them fight each other.、Mm. So yeah. Wow. So just like learning this, that this actually happened, was like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hear certain things, and then the show just like gets a little. I mean, which also could be a little bit of dramatization. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just for show purpose, but. Yeah, it gives you so much like history. Or imagine living during those times when it was like at its peak. Yeah. I wonder how it was for like society, like normal people. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, you think about, you know, you hear hear about people getting into cult religion and stuff, and like,、mm. why? Like, wh- what is it? Like, how stupid are you? But. You know things happen, and if you were drugged, and if you you know were hallucinating, yeah, I guess yeah. So I guess when he went to Suriname, he actually took some of his、um, church goers with him、hmm. because they were technically doing the crime, or the country was telling that they were also criminals at that point. Yeah. So they went to Suriname with him, and they were still helping him out in Suriname. Yeah,、oh. which is crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, so like a cult, just a following. Well, in this show, you also see they don't focus too much on the cult part, but there's a scene that when the two men were locked up in the guest house, 
they see like from the window there were like women and children in the back of some other house because it's like a giant mansion so that they have separate um separate buildings and they see some women like dressed in white and there were some children and you know they see some like weird stuff going on so they touched a little bit on that cult thing but basically before they arrived in Suriname the pastor guy was using the women to smuggle drugs so like they would like travel and it's just women with a you know suitcase so it's less likely to be you know inspected and yeah yeah so i guess that's what it did you think that job would be fun just transporting (laughs) things and you get money for it i think at some point like there were women who didn't know that they were transporting Hmm. and there was a movie um before Dark of Saints came out, this yeah. movie was like I think ten years ago, um, and it's called On the Way Home. And it was about a woman locked up in some French territory in like Caribbean island, mm. and she was locked up for smuggling drugs. But she had no idea how the drugs got into her bag. She was just doing a favor of her husband. Oh. But I guess the husband was you know doing business with the pastor guy. Oh. And then husband asked the wife to just carry this luggage with her. And then they found drugs in her luggage. So she was locked up for two years in like the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. So this actually happened and somebody made a movie about it. Uh, yeah. So some, some just didn't know. They had no idea. Oh, no. Oh, I thought they would be getting paid for it. Because that's the thing, actually, that I've heard about, like, getting, like, the younger, like, 16, 17-year-old kids out of high school, just pulling them aside and offering them money to transport, like... Seriously? Uh-huh, or, like, to drive around like here? cars. Yeah. I actually saw a documentary um, by somebody that said that that was his job. He was a a, a killer? What, what, what do they call those? Um, shot... Or what? What are the, the ones, kids? Uh, the adults in in like certain like little drug groups that are in charge of killing. Oh, a yeah. shot man or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but his also other duty was to just go outside of random Scout high schools. Kids. Yeah. Oh my god. And then just tell them, hey, do you want to drive around a different car? Like, uh, like you want just a side job? And they'll say yes. And they'll say you just have to drive a different car every week like just meet me here i'll give you this car and you just drive it around and you don't ever like question anything and they'll (gasps) give them money like that and i could when i was watching it and i was hearing it i said hey i wish i would have been (laughs) stopped to just drive a nice car and but then also i mean i'm sure they get curious and then because he would say that some of them would just be interested in like continuing to learn more what they were doing and then eventually fall into like joining yeah yeah. well i'm sure some of them like maybe if they were doing that job for a long time they don't have choice because Mm, you know too much you feel like they're gonna either kill you or you're kind of semi-forced into joining the gang yeah you know the reason i was so shocked is because there's a big case in korea right now it's all over the news and it's because some of the high school kids were drugged. Oh. And this came out, um, I think, in, like, last week. Oh, so I know, so like, last recent. week. Yeah, it's, it's recent. And 
I know like last week when we were recording, like I talked about how clean the country was and, you know, the drugs are really kind of hard to come by. And, you know, there were some celebrities who got caught doing drugs, but it's not like, it's not like cocaine or stuff. It's mostly like, a, um, what do you call it? Like the kind of um, certain like a drug, like oxy kind of thing. Mm. Makes you like sleepy and kind of like relax, you know. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I don't even know the words, um, but it's mostly yeah. something like that that celebrities get caught and stuff like that, and like some politicians' kids or something like that. Mm. But last week, so it was all over the news, and in Gangnam, which is like you know very prominent rich neighborhood, there are a lot of like after school like a private tutoring like institution, mm. um, and some kids were like given these like drinks. And then they were saying, like, the people, they were, like, handing out on the street or in front of the, like, the after-school building. They're like, hey, this is a sample. You can try this out. And it's, like, a, it just looks like a regular drink, right? And then it has, like, a label, like, help with ADHD or, like, help, help focus longer or, like, boost your study, you know, like, ability, whatever, something like this. So all these kids, like, who's the only always go to go to, like, Seoul National University, they were like, okay, this is great. I think so far they found 10 kids who took the drink which had drugs in it wow and i'm sure the drug the the people who were handing out the drugged drinks they were like if you want more just contact us to this number you know which is the same thing as this pastor guy was doing like people want that drink more so they just keep coming back yeah so the it was like huge thing all over the news and um what they found out was that actually the guy, the Korean guy who was the leader of all this, like a drug ring, whatever, he's in China, hmm. so he can hide. I mean, Korea is like freaking small. He's smaller country than Suriname, so yeah. <laughs> he's somewhere like he was hiding in China, and then he was shipping like empty bottles. But then they were like, I don't even know. But basically, it's like a big thing. So now Korea has made. Um, special task force to crack down like what's really going on and how bad the stuff is in Korea and there was an article I saw um, that the journalist kind of disguised himself as a like high school student Hmm. and contacted some like a gang or drug people it's like hey I'm only 16 but I heard I could just make some money and they said, it's better if you're a student because nobody's going to suspect you when you're wearing school uniform. Wow. So you can be a delivery guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the journalist was, like, writing up his article, like, so, you know, the things could go really bad in Korea. You know, we have to tackle this at this point, like, early on. Otherwise, we're going to end up, like, you know, some bad country. And But that's what they were saying. Like, they actually go after, like, students. Yeah, wow, no, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Wow, that's just crazy. And this is so recent. Did they say what drug it was that they found in their system? I think it's probably some kind of uh, meth or cocaine because it's supposed to, like, boost your energy. Hmm. So this is when I had to, like, research different drugs. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know about Amapola. That never came up on my search. <laughs> <laughs> so marijuana weed... Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this sounds really funny if somebody's listening to this and already doing drugs. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so if you're doing weed, it, it relaxes you. Yeah. Kind of like whatever, like make you like sleepy, relax. If you're doing coke or meth, it kind of boosts your energy. Yeah. Makes you feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it happen and, you know. 
but this is what came up. So meth, you can either smoke or snort, but oh. its nickname is poor man's cocaine. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Because I, cocaine yeah. costs more. Yeah. But it like lasts shorter. So I guess mm. cocaine lasts the high or whatever. It only lasts like 30 minutes. Mm. So you want more, right? So it's going to end up costing more. But yeah. meth, it lasts longer and it's cheaper. Oh. <laughs> so wow. I guess meth is called like poor man's cocaine. <laughs> but I guess the drinks they were making was definitely not marijuana because it's a like help, help you focus and help you like give you energy and stuff like that. So I don't think it was marijuana. Hmm. Marijuana kind of makes you focus also though, right? Really? I think it or, makes you sleepy. I mean, there's two different types, I think. There's um, <laughs> <laughs> there's one that gets you like, um, like giddy and up. And there's oh, really? one that yeah, calms you down and gets you focused. And that's what usually what like oh. college kids do. Um, what are their names? There's... Oh gosh, my my little cousins are are so into this. Are you talking about Adderall? No, 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 no. <laughs> Types of weed. Um, so there's a marijuana and there's something else. Well, they, well, they're both um, they're both marijuana, but so sativa it says has primarily an energizing effect, while indica relaxes you and helps you uh, sleep. Wow. So so yeah, I guess that's. Uh, indigo, which makes you sleepy and relaxed. But yeah, sativa could also have that purpose. I think that's the one that... Because I tried weed once when my cousin told me I should when I sprained my ankle. <laughs> and she said that, that it was going to stop me from feeling it. But all I felt was paranoid and <laughs> scared. And my heart was beating fast. And I think that may have, have been like that effect. Wait, so s- sativa is the one that energized you? Yeah, and indica... Okay, that's down. interesting because I'm pretty sure there's a mattress brand that called Sativa. <laughs> really? Yeah, with, with double A. I'm pretty sure it's called Sativa, Sattva. But mm. it's called Sattva. Yeah, with double A, it's a mattress brand. <laughs> <laughs> it energizes you. I think it should be, should be called Indica instead. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow, crazy. Yeah. World of uh, weed. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, what what drugs doing what, remember my stupid question at the end of last week? Like, is Coca-Cola re- related to oh, yeah. cocaine? I dug a little bit. I'm going to read this thing. It's mostly from USA Today. So this is what Coca-Cola and cocaine is about. So the drink was invented in 1885 by John Pemberton, a pharmacist from Atlanta, Georgia, who made the original formula in his backyard. Pemberton's recipe contained cocaine in the form of an extract of the coca leaf. (laughs) What? (laughs) Here's more. The cocaine in the drink was more more specifically econin, a precursor to cocaine, which was derived from extract from the coca plant. This inspired the coca part of the beverage's name. <laughs> oh my god. See? The cola comes from the cola nut, which contains caffeine, another stimulant. When the popular drink, here's more. When the popular drink was invented, 
It was first marketed as a patent medicine. <laughs> Cocaine was legal at the time, and was a common ingredient in medicines. In oh, 1914, wow. the Harrison Narcotic Act outlawed cocaine in the United States. Oh wow! And the drink Coca-Cola was cocaine-free by 1929 when the decocaineization process was perfected. The company, Coca-Cola Company, <laughs> still uses them to make their drink after they've been decocaineized by Stephen Chemical Company, Maywood, New Jersey. Oh wow! So, yes. So here's the part. So whatever the ethylene thing is, it's kind of like you know how they talk about like a what's that thing like a pain rub, muscle rub, um, CBD. Yeah. You know how like there's CBD everything nowadays. Yeah. So I guess it's something like this. There's THC and CBD, and THC is the one that makes you. It's that's a psychoactive part. Mm. Makes you like high. Oh, okay. so if you just use CBD, it doesn't get you high. And I think that's where the legality comes in. Some states, like some states, say yes, weed is legal as long as it's only CBD or mm. you know whatever all that. But um, so echinine, whatever this thing is called, that's what makes cocaine cocaine. Yeah. So back in the day, Coca Cola, it was like a full cocaine drink. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Some said like <laughs> it contained up to three point five grams of cocaine per bottle,、oh、which I think、gosh. is a lot. Oh wow! Because I, I looked at like I, I recently I went to Whole Foods and、I、looked at the, some of the CBD cream stuff. Yeah, it's talking about like ten milligrams of CBD, <laughs> and you're talking about three point five grams of cocaine. Oh wow! I think that's a lot, right? That's so much. <laughs> And I heard there's a different formula for Coca-Cola that they do for U.S. that's not allowed in other places.、Oh. So I'm curious if those hidden ingredients are still. So here's a part. So Coca-Cola imports coca leaves from Peru, and when you travel to Peru and you go to those like Andes, like high mountain area, yeah, it's like a tourist drink that like everybody has to like get it like because you're here, might as well try it. So it's like they sell like coca tea. Oh, wow. But it's basically cocaine tea. But I don't know if it has that echinine, whatever that makes、yeah. cocaine or not. But I guess that's what <laughs> you try when you travel to Peru. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's good for the bucket list. So here's the part that I mentioned earlier that you know anyone with the like stomach issues、um, mm. should listen up. So I was curious if Pepsi also has cocaine. Yeah. We used to have cocaine. So. Bottom line: Pepsi doesn't have coca extract, so it never had anything with cocaine or whatsoever. But then it was also invented by a pharmacist in North Carolina back in the day, also like some twenties or thirties, something like that.、Mm-hmm. But he labeled it. He labeled it as a、um, like a medicinal drink because he had a like he himself had like indigestion. And he、oh. found a drink was helpful. Oh! And this is where the name comes from. So indigestion, by medical term, is called dyspepsia. Oh! So, oh my god! That's the name of indigestion. I I always get indigestion, but、yeah. I just didn't know it's called dyspepsia. Dyspepsia yeah, or dyspepsia?、Either. Yeah. So that's where where the name Pepsi Cola come from. That that's so interesting. <laughs> oh wow! 
Oh, well, then it was a very smart question, the way that they were related. I just, like, it just hit me, like, wait, Coca-Cola, you know? I don't know, I never drink Pepsi even when I, my stomach's upset, so. Yeah, I haven't tried, I should try that, actually, I should see if the Pepsi works. I don't even know the difference in, like, flavor. Um, for me, personally, I think Coca-Cola is a little bit more acidic. Oh, really? Yeah, or it's harder, like to swallow for me then like uh, pepsi's a little sweeter that's what grant said i asked him like do you like coke or pepsi and he's like pepsi's too sweet yeah it tastes sweeter huh maybe coca maybe cocaine makes it less sweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah it probably plays with the flavor a little bit that is just crazy oh wow imagine right? in the future they find out that we were still consuming cocaine and coca-cola yeah well here's the part so now the whole the country at least in the u.s we're going through a fentanyl epidemic oh have I, you tried it I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no i i haven't tried it but i i have heard um of it being abused a lot in yeah and i think it just very small amount can kill you yeah and it's like the new weed or new cocaine so i guess they um find a lot of like shipment at the border yeah like basically what john pastor john guy was doing like they confiscate yeah. a lot of like crates and stuff that contain fentanyl yeah. or like the candies it looks like a candy's being imported but candy mm. itself is fentanyl candies oh wow and i think that's why um some high school students especially in the area here were like found dead like there was one big one last year this high school student, unfortunately, was found dead in the school bathroom. Oh, wow. And I think either her friend called somebody, called for help or something, or she was just found dead. I can't remember. But that school, unofficially also, like, you know, it's something I read on social media. Like, they had a lot of other incidents, like, near-death experience of students or something like that. It was all from, like, whether they knowingly took fentanyl or they just took some candies they shared candies or something like that and then it was laced with fentanyl well i i heard that that's the issue now because a lot of cocaine is being laced with fentanyl so maybe that's, yeah the dealer for that school is the one that had the laced drugs <laughs> the dealer <first. laughs> because it's true they these kids oh consume this <laughs> because maybe they, yeah they're all getting it from the same person or or it's just all the same drug that's laced yeah so i'm thinking like now is fentanyl going to be the new cocaine, you know? Is the new war with the drug for the government? Or, or if it's already penetrated too much in the society, maybe they can't do anything about it. Or they just have to wait until the, you know, the new something comes along. Yeah, I'm curious if it also is cheaper for the, for the distributors oh. to make, to just lace it with fentanyl. Oh fentanyl. my god, that is possible, yes. The cost has something to do with yeah. it, yeah, I'm sure. That's just crazy. Last night, uh, I was just watching news, and then there's some. I just happened to hear this, and there's something called the xylazine, and <laughs> xylazine. It's known as trank or zombie drug, and I guess what they're doing is this can be like, I guess, uh, kind of shot in, injected, mm. but they mix this a lot with fentanyl, which makes it a lot more powerful because fentanyl itself is, you know, like very deadly. But you mix this with xylazine, I guess it's like, yeah, 
Oh, wow. So they were saying, like, DEA is now warning people to, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's endless. Wow. Oh, also, um, I, I looked up the smoking weed in public and it's <laughs> not true. I, I've just seen it, I guess, because apparently you are allowed to smoke it, but it has to be in private property not in public oh so i thought it was because i've seen so many yeah. people smoking out but it yeah apparently it, it has to be in, in in private thank god <laughs> yeah it's Wait, just so common what about like liquid you know like how people vape well vaping is also not uh, allowed in public oh yeah actually i think they're banning um because um vapes are linked to cancer like lung cancer oh. a lot and they have like this um just toxins within that, that are causing cancer yeah um they're not a lot of like vape shops are not allowed to sell it in they're not supposed to have it in store you're supposed oh. to order online or something and then you can't consume it in public good good to know so yeah. that means now i can approach somebody on the street and like hey you should put that out yeah, like I saw cops coming around the corner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get back to the story. I think we can go on and on and on about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, in Narco Saints, basically the NIS agent is going undercover. But he's telling Ingu that there's another undercover agent... So he mm. was assuring, like, you, you'll be safe. Like, even if something happens to me, like, don't worry. Like, you'll be safe. Mm. So when you're watching it, like, what? Like, he's not the only one? So why couldn't they? I guess, I guess they needed more than one person to catch this guy. Mm. Because he was doing the business on such a large scale. Yeah. But I think that kind of got me, like, super interested at the point. Because you're you're looking at all these characters and thinking, like, it could be that. It could be that, you know. Yeah. At first, when I was watching it, I thought it was this David character. Mm. He's the pre-looking Korean actor that Yu oh. uh, Yun saw, and he's supposed to be like a second-generation Korean, Colombian, Korean, uh, Brazilian, or something like that. Mm. So he speaks English. He's like the their lawyer-ish. He's the like the business guy that helped the pastor. Mm. So I thought maybe it's him because he speaks English. Yeah. But then I was like, well, isn't that too obvious if that's the another agent, you know? So, like, it gets really interesting. Like, you're trying to, like, figure out who the other agent could be. Mm. And I was thinking at some point, like, maybe there is no one. Like, maybe he was just bluffing, you know? Yeah. But I know, like, in Narcos Mexico, um, the Michael Pena is undercover, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, him, you know, from the beginning, he is... Uh, undercover because it's it's like based on a true event of um, former DEA agent Kiki Camarena, which is a character that he plays. Um. So back then, I mean, it, it, the setting of it all is when like DEA isn't even really known. Like drugs aren't really being tackled at that time, so the DEA just organization just wasn't like respected in that uh -huh. way. Um, and his character played a big role in um in just in real life um the uh, like organization yeah because he was kidnapped and tortured and killed by a mexican really? cartel yeah so while doing undercover job yeah so because he was 
he was living in the U.S. I mean, he was a, in his Mexican background, but he was a U.S. citizen, and he was uh, here and moved to Mexico um, and started, like, enforcing, because he would see everything that was going on so openly and how the Mexican government was so corrupt, and he, he said, well, these people are jeopardizing, like, uh, U.S. citizens and all. So he wanted to go undercover and kind of took it upon himself to go and tackle oh. this, but it was just one person, and he had support from the little organization that he had over there but it's nothing compared to like the power that all these cartels had yeah and they had the mexican government on their side and they even had um cia agents and people like getting paid off so there's nothing he could have really done but he was just he had that intention to so when they found out who he was or like pinpointed him he was kidnapped um and then yeah he was found dead uh, it's that week after oh so be, so tied to him which is why they pu- was why they put away um, uh, Rafa Quintero and uh, Miguel Angel mm-hmm. Felix Gallardo so uh, actually Rafael Quintero just came out a few years ago he just like recently, the actual Rafa yeah he actually <laughs> did an interview very oh recently because he said that he wants to be left alone and live in peace for the rest of his <laughs> life and he said he he just keeps saying that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, that he was just trying to sell weed, and he ended up being in this setting oh or like God. in the place where this man had been killed, and then he was placed blame for it. And then Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo also um, made an interview because he's I think a hundred, uh, I think he had like a hundred something years of like sentencing, but now he's going to be given the opportunity for parole. But he's he's basically. He's just, his ear gave out, his eye gave out. He's got oh, so many illnesses. Yeah. But he still states that um, there were other people that were the ones that um, should have been put into jail for uh, Kiki Camarena's uh, murder, not them. And a lot of people say that it was actually um, the government that just, he was snooping around a lot. So they did that and oh. then placed blame on these narcos for, for that. So, I'm I feel not like sure. That's maybe viable story. I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah if somebody wants to expose the government, yeah. I mean, of course it's easy to get away and then place blame on somebody that yeah. would easily be charged for it. Yeah, and like you said, if this even like CIA agents were being bribed, yeah, know, yeah, I think that's a viable story. But also, that's maybe what he's going for. People will yeah. believe me from that that's point of true. view. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Wait, so Michael Pena is killed off in the story? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a big actor to just get rid of. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah, that was a spoiler. But yeah, he was. I mean, if if you kind of follow the storyline or the, the real life story, then you kind of know that oh. that role that he played, he wasn't. Wow. He was going to live for a while, but yeah. Well, I think that's why... In Narco Saint, Ingu, the, the plain Korean citizen, he felt kind of unsafe. Mm. And also he felt like he knew like not to trust government too much. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, how, how did I get cut? You know, like I looked it up and it's very rare that these like fish crates were being inspected. And mm. w- unless somebody already, you know, 
yeah. somebody snitched on me, and so that's when you kind of think when you're watching it, like, okay, maybe the other agent who was there before was working with the cartels, you know? Yeah. And maybe like undercover as a, like a cartel, the gang member, but maybe he knew what's going on, so he like planned this all along. Yeah. You know. But yeah, he was like, you know. If this is what you guys are doing, like what makes what makes difference for me is that like maybe I should just go work for um, the cartel. Mm. Like, why should I help NIS to catch this guy? You know, I don't know who to trust. Yeah. Like, if you snitched on me, or if your coworker snitched on me, like, why should I trust you? you yeah. Know, I might as well just go work for a pastor and make a lot of money and go back to Korea. You know. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I mean, good point. Like. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that is like. I don't know. Well, Kiki coming in. I'm not sure if this was based off of a real life event, but it showed how he, because he he said he needed to inform the U.S. about what was going on in Mexico because he knew that if they knew, that they would get involved. Mm. So then they ask for because he goes undercover and finds that those farmlands are like where they're transporting just people from like small towns, and they just cover their heads and take them over there and just have them um, basically plant and and they take care of the land and then they drive them in buses back take off the 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 little head cover so these people don't know where they're going they're getting paid minimal to do that work so he finds this and he reports and he wants to have like a sky um view of it so he asks for their support for their uh, equipment to do that and they take pictures of that land and it comes back like it's just plain dead land there's nothing there so they tell him he's crazy and stuff, but he keeps going on. I think the next episode, he's just chatting it up with another one of his friends who works in that department. Uh-huh. Um, and he shows him the picture and he said, hey, like, do you recognize this picture from somewhere? And he says, um, oh, yeah, I took that um, last year, I think, or a year ago. And that's what the oh. DEA has sent back to him saying that it was recent. So then he realizes, well these people are like helping them like helping cover them up so there's a relationship already that's built there and they're recovering for each other and it's just like crazy yeah so you really don't know who you're trusting i mean from their point of view same thing like you know yes they're i mean their ethics should be you know like there because you're working for the government you're working to protect your country yeah but also from the they're one of the citizens right yeah like, hey what's it for me like you know yeah might as well just make a lot of money working well, the with government's these government's like, making money might as well <laughs> make money too <laughs> wow but that's just crazy yeah i don't know if i or if i have that moral <laughs> to to <laughs> To want to go undercover and risk my life and, and just for what? For, I don't know. I feel like it's a very hard fight. I think it, you just have to be a certain kind of person. Yeah, just to a have good that, person. Yeah, a good person, have the courage. Um, physically, mentally, you have yeah. to be really strong. And yeah, you just have to be that kind of person. I read the interview of the Narco Saints director. And he said when he first heard the story he's like this can't be true like how can a normal citizen like you think of your you know neighbor or whoever you run into on the street how can a normal person go to a you know completely random foreign country and carry out the plan with nis agent 
to catch drug dealer, not just a Korean guy, but he was working with Colombians and he was working with other like drug gangs and Suriname already there. He was like, this can't be true, you know. So I guess he met the real life Ingu character person. Mm-hmm. And he said the moment he walked into the place, he knew that man would do it. Wow. So like he had a certain look on his face and the way he talked and, you know, just the vibe of this guy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the kind of guy who would like as a citizen, just random citizen would do something like that. For, like, I guess it took like three years. Oh, wow. So he was basically, you know, working with the agents and working undercover as if he was like, you know, trying to sell the drug to Korea. But yeah, living that life for three years as a, you were just what like you own a karaoke bar in Korea. You were just like dead, <laughs> and you wow. became this person. Yeah. yeah, I guess you have to see this person to like really believe this story. But mm. the actor was like, yeah, the moment I saw him, I trusted whole. I believed the whole story. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I think I'm too. Like I have the moral. Maybe I think I would say <laughs> like I have that ethics, but. I think I'm too, like, too scared. Yeah, I'm a coward. I don't think that I would do that. I mean, I know it's wrong because I know that a lot of these shows just um, idolize um, yeah, narcos yeah. And, and, like, people, drug lords and all of these people right, that right. are doing crimes. I can tell that that's bad, but I I feel like I'd be very scared to to fight one of these people. I think, not, like, scared of that, but I, I think I'm just... I just I don't think I'll feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, I'm the kind of person if the if I see it like a cop car parked on the street, I don't even want to jaywalk. <laughs> <laughs> I know people really don't care here, but like to that point like I just I'm just not gonna I don't wanna take a chance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean it's good people I guess. But Yeah. It's yeah. it's hard. It's hard to see that end, though, because there's too much right. financial profit for yeah. too many people, big people, right. powerful people. Yeah. Well, are there any characters in either Narcos that kind of disguise themselves as some someone else, like the pastor or? Um. Well, Kiki Camarena um, was when he was undercover. He um, pretended to be just a normal. Uh, citizen from Chiapas from from there mm. from a small town so yeah. so he goes and actually gets himself puts himself in the situation where um he meets somebody that works in those little farmlands and starts becoming a worker starts going um mm. he gets transported over and he's just like looking around and seeing like uh familiar faces and these people that are linked to the narcos and whose land this belongs to. So yeah. he's he's there undercover um, in that sense. Huh. Well, I think this John character's disguise as a pastor is really kind of funny because he <laughs> addressed everyone as like brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always yeah. in like white suit. And when somebody comes along to his mansion, he's like, "Brother, I'm so glad you're here." You know. <laughs> oh. And even like when he goes to the Chinese gang to like have a word with them, you know, he's like, "It's Sunday. Even God rested on Sunday. <laughs> I don't want to fight with you. Let's do this peaceful way." You know. Wow. Oh, does he actually believe in in God? Does he actually? No. Pre- oh no. Okay. No. 
I, I doubt. Oh, so it was just like very random. Yeah, it's just to go total cover. cover up. Oh. And because he wanted to be a cult leader to mm. do his drug business. So mm. I think he just, he did probably minimum education of, he probably taught himself how to say things. You know, oh, yeah. Just know enough to say, you know, to his congregation. Wow. It's pretty, I mean, you have to be pretty smart to, yeah. like, I mean, when you look at comment, like they're all pretty smart. Yeah, it it takes some some level of intelligence, I'm sure, yeah. like, to be and really like they're all this. very attractive people, and I guess that's why they are <laughs> comment because they're so believable. Like people with that kind of intelligence and look wouldn't do that to me. You know, that's how people yeah. fall for them. You know, that was the case with Ted Bundy. I, <laughs> I was watching this documentary, which is very different. But yeah, there was this woman that yeah. said, yeah, that she. She was walking in the mall, and a guy asked her to help him with her car. She said, but um, she had a boyfriend, and she just didn't want to do something right. inappropriate because this is a very handsome man. Yeah. So she said no, and then later on that week, she saw in the news that uh, a woman was oh. uh, robbed out of a mall wow. and disappeared, and yeah, and that was Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, it takes other smart people to catch someone like this, and... Yeah. I think the, you know, I'm sure there were corrupt NIS agents. That's how yeah. this guy was initially able to live in Korea for that long yeah. after committing that much crime. But, you know, their plan was, it was, they knew it, it would take time. So it was a long-term plan and they were trying to make him deal drugs in the U.S. And I guess because the U.S. drug law is that it doesn't matter this, whatever the citizenship the person has or whether there's extradition uh, law established between the two countries or not. Like, if anyone's doing any kind of drug crime in the U.S. territory, they're going to be punished under U.S. law. Mm. So I think it's it's ironic that the drug law is very strict in the U.S., but yeah. there's also so much drug. Yeah. So that's why they were trying to get him, like, you know, in Puerto Rico but in the beginning he was like oh yeah let's do this you know and then this David guy next to him he was like you know just so you know Puerto Rico is US and he's like what are you talking about like it's not US <laughs> like no it is US territory yeah. he was trying to explain like no you shouldn't do it and then pastor was like what so these these guys are trying to make me do the business in US territory like that's when he gets really angry mm-hmm. and so the NIS agent was like, have you watched last year's World Baseball Classic? Because the pastor, I guess the real-life pastor guy, too, he loves baseball. Mm-hmm. So the NIS agent is like, you know, U.S. fought against Puerto Rico. There's two different countries. <laughs> oh, gosh. And they're saying that's really what they did to the guy at the time. Like, they were trying to persuade him by saying... Puerto Rico and U.S. is a different country. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get caught because you were dealing drugs in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Which is not true, I guess. Well, there's a scene like that in Narcos Mexico, actually, where um, they... Kiki Camarena is trying to make, also, uh, Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo fly into the U.S. so that he can be um. caught there. Because he, ban- he had money... Um, millions of dollars in a u.s bank account so yeah. he got the uh the person that the founder i think of that bank uh, and kind of like threatened him and told him that all of like 
all the dirty stuff that he's done is going to go out to light if he doesn't um, cooperate and make Miguel fly into the U.S. So he called him with the lie of like, uh, one of your planes crashed and people on the plane had uh, important documents that would link you to this bank account. And like, if government starts like looking in, they'll find this account and you can lose like $40 million. So you need to come and sign this paper for me. And he basically just told him like he was trying to get him to fly in. And I'm not sure if this is a real life event or if it was just for, for the show. But it, um, apparently he drove to the border and while at the border, I mean, the, the CIA and DEA and everybody was on the other side just waiting for him to cross it. And wow. and he gets a call in like bef- right before crossing it. And they tell him, hey, you're being set up and they're like they're waiting for you on the other end. So um, they were so close and they saw wow. him, but he he got like what news it cost. Of it. Wow. And he went back. Yeah. So that was like. A very proud moment for Kiki that he thought that he had done it and he was about to catch him, but yeah, it backfired. But yeah. is that how he found out that he was undercover and killed him? Um, not, not really. He couldn't see them, but um, eventually they actually it wasn't even in the show. I'm not sure if it was in real life, but in the show he wasn't really aware of Kiki Camarena. Like, oh. but it was the people that worked for him that started seeing his face a little too much and they started suspecting and and eventually found out like he's linked to the DEA so they kind of got him in there so I'm not sure if the show was to have that version of it that all these other people were aware of him and not just the main heads Um, but yeah in the end I'm not sure they were all in that place or at least that's the report that they were all there so at the end, I guess this Miguel guy's he's in the jail. You said he's asked for parole? Um, yeah, and now in real life, um, he in the show, yeah, early on is when he's, they show that part where he's being taken away. Mm. Um, and that's where the other guys come in and like step forward, like Chapel and like the guys, yeah. the drugs from nowadays. But in real life, yeah, he... Um, he had an interview, and it's so it's so interesting to hear these like this man speak because they speak so much about him, like having that intelligence and that like <laughs> that business mind of it. And hearing him speak, it's like he has he did speak very highly of the Mexican president now, who is very um, the Mexican president right now is very uh, community and like. Uh, like minority or like poverty yeah uh, uh related i mean he's supporting so much in like big ways like the small towns and the people with low income and everything and that's causing big issues and a lot of people of like the higher uh class because it's it's such a capitalist and just yeah. a, a corrupt government yeah. unfortunately so everybody that is in power and has money um from this specific a political party um, has lost a lot of it because now his political party is in power. Mm. So he's doing a lot of things that they're not happy with. But it was strange to hear that, like this guy says, um, "May God bless this president right now," wow. and him have <laughs> him continue to support in this way. And it was just so much to hear. And like, you don't know what kind of 
like if because they maybe say, that's his way of trying to get out of the jail. Also, like, I mean, yeah, he politically, said, he's playing the that could be, wow. yeah. But he mentioned so much how like people who were actually affiliated and related to the death to the murder um, were set free. And how he is still in there this long, and how it's been denied for him to him for so long. But then you think back of all the things that he's done. Like you see this old man, this very old man, about to die, and you feel bad for him. But then all the stuff that he did to get there is is a lot, also, or at least was, is said. I, I don't know, wow. but yeah, crazy world. Well, yeah. I looked him up because um, I was curious, like. You know, the actor versus real life people. Yeah. Like, yeah, they look alike in a way. Like, yeah, I there's some see similarities. Something. Yeah, I could see it. I, I think they've done really good jobs with that as well. Like in Narco, yeah, Narcos, um, the Colombia version, they're also very, very similar. Like I said, um, the actor who plays Pablo Escobar. Yeah. I feel like has a lot of similarities the the character because I feel like him as an as a person when I'm seeing him out of that character he looks like his own person obviously but they do really good comparisons would you say there are a lot of um like cruelties in both shows um I I mean if you think about the real life events, I feel like it's not a, it's sugar coated because <laughs> because there's so much more actual violence in, in in real life that they can't obviously show. Yeah, yeah. But there there is I mean you see other parts of it like it affecting families and like mm. how the people close to them are affected and all of that. How about um, Narco Saints? Would you say that that has a lot of harm or cruelty? Yeah, there are some scenes that, like, show bodies a certain way. Mm. And the process of killing mm. um, in a certain way. So, the show is actually 18 and over. Mm. I believe. Or 21 and over. No, it's 18 and over. 21 is the alcohol and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 18 and over. But, um doesn't mean our recording should be 18 and over um (laughs) i believe yeah there are a lot of scenes that you know i was okay with it usually that doesn't bother me that much Mm. i'm more bothered by like animal cruelties and yeah if i watch something even like dog dies because of old age in the movie like i get really (laughs) sad like oh i can't watch that (laughs) yeah yeah now that you mentioned i don't know why i think it's normal to see those scenes when they're torturing somebody and all of that. I know it wouldn't be if I saw it in person, but in the shows, it's usually what I see in shows. Yeah. So yeah, good to know that there is some, there is some violence in all of these shows, all three shows. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, FYI. Well, I still haven't been able to watch Cocaine Bear. Oh, that one That one is a little violent That one shows a little bit Yeah, that's what I thought about it Because it looks like the bear went on a crazy Like killing spree Yeah, because he's He's just He's so off of cocaine That, yeah, he's And it's, it's like, it's a thing that I think it's grizzly bears I think he's a grizzly bear, so I think it's grizzly bears don't eat 
meat. I think it's. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, there's the black bears, I think, are the ones that eat uh, meat, and then grizzly bears eat plants. But he is a carnivore because oh, I like my God. how accelerated he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think that one, or it's the other way, or the black bear. There's oh. a saying. They say they they say it in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's if it's if it's black, fight back. If it's oh. or, or if it's brown, they or something like that. Like I think, or maybe it's black the other way around. But they say about the one that you're supposed to try to like scare away because they don't they're not going to attack oh. you like that. And then there's one that will eat you. So you need to kind of just. Uh, let them not see you or, or not feel threatened by you. You know, we talk about the effect of these drugs on human, but imagine like, I mean, yeah, there's cocaine beer, but also like you talk about wastewater. Mm. You know how they detected like COVID when COVID was really high? They said like certain areas had high COVID, um, like uh, what do you call it? COVID virus found in wastewater? Mm. I'm sure you find these drugs in wastewater yeah which goes into the ocean and we eat fish seafood and bears eat seafood and whatever else other you know land animals eat seafood or that becomes rain we drink it i mean it's a circulation right yeah wow so that kind of just got me thinking like maybe i did drug in a way that yeah it could be i mean i don't doubt that it's in our system (laughs) (laughs) So we've built some tolerance, I think. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's so hard to avoid it. I'm sure we we're all exposed. Wow. Cocaine beer. <laughs> I think I'm just interested in like learning the differences and mm-hmm. what certain chemicals do to you and not. Like I'm the kind of person who read all the like food labels. Yeah. So, and, like, I always, like, if I'm, like, eating something or drinking something, like, while I'm eating it, I'll look up, like, the ingredients or what it does to you and benefit and nutrition and all this stuff. I'm just, that's what I'm curious about, so. Yeah. <laughs> the benefits of cocaine. The <laughs> <laughs> fentanyl. Wow. Yeah, and how it's all different. Well, the xylazin I was talking about earlier, the zombie drug. Yeah. I guess it's it's legal drug. It's used for veterinarian use. So maybe Exel got some because they said uh, it's used for sedative oh, for the animals. He was pretty drugged when he came right? back. So I'm sure Exel had some xylazine, the zombie drug. And, you know, these drugs are used for a certain purpose. But, yeah. you know, now they're all kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that I'm curious. Not necessarily how I can benefit from these drugs. <laughs> unless it's going to put me back into 20 years ago. <laughs> When I was younger and prettier, <laughs> uh, I, I don't doubt that w- that will be a thing soon. Going back in time, oh my god! Like that episode that that you covered where they go into well, it's not back in time, but a different world or a different oh, parallel yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, there's a thing. Um, there's a drug called Ozempic. 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 I think oh. that's the name. It's for diabetic people. Oh. And it's the prescription drug that they have to have because they're diabetic, right? Oh. 
And somebody found out Ozempic helps weight loss. So now, like the whole country's having Ozempic epidemic ish, whatever、wow. you want to call it. So they can't, the people who actually need the drug can't find it. Wow. How, how is it related to diabetes and how it to the weight loss? I'm not sure. I haven't done my research on that <laughs> one. But I guess, yeah, it is in a way like maybe curb your crave food craving or、mm. help with metabolism or something. It might be metabolism if it helps with diabetes.、Um, so people get prescription for Ozempic, although they're not diabetic, and they just you know, wipe off the shelf. And yeah,、wow. the country's having serious shortage of it and crazy. Wow. It's、oh、<laughs> just all these things、so、we're, going on we're the getting close. Drugs are going to make you younger, prettier. <laughs> But under, I rarely even take Advil or like、yeah. Tylenol. If there were like 100 people like me in the world, Advil company would go bankrupt. <laughs> I think I've maybe like twice a year, three times max.、Yeah. I think in general, I just don't like taking things. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat uh, junk food like anything, but, <laughs> but like medicine, I, I, it's so hard for me to take because I think also, what's that thing called where, where you like, make yourself sick? Overdose? Like, no,、um, I forgot what that name is. I was reading into it because I realized that when I, like, if I have whatever it is, If I have a cold or something, I will want to take a medicine, but then, like you do with food labels, I do with medicine.、Oh. And I start searching up everything that could happen. And if I, if I start reading, like, possible stroke or blood、oh, side effects, and things, yeah. yeah, I start feeling like I have it. Or if I'm like, I make myself, like, my heart starts beating fast and my, my arm feels weak. Hey, there's、everything. a term for it. Yeah. It's, um, um, what's that called? My doctor told me one time. Because he prescribed hypochondriac, hypochondria. But he said,、uh, um, he, he said, I guarantee every single medical student g o through it. Because、oh, when you're in、sure. medical school, you learn about all these things. And、yeah. they all he said,、uh, um, when I was second, he was like, he was a sophomore or something. He's like, Yeah, when I was in medical school, I used to believe that I was gonna die in a year. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, he thought he had a cancer.、Uh, yes, no, I, I went through a month that I thought I had cancer and I was just too scared to go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so intense. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just did it like a week ago. Lasted a week ago. I think it lasted up to like two days ago that I just felt like I was going to get a heart attack. Because I read it somewhere. I'm being exposed to like, different things in the air. And like, it, it's not good. I, that would have been the worst career choice for me. Like <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah I, I rarely take anything. So people who. I don't think. I don't think I'll go for Ozempic even if I could be like runway model. Like, I don't know. It's. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows what's going to come with that, you know?、Yeah. Maybe I'll get some pound shed, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because I think all these drugs are always double edged, this word. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, thanks for joining today.、Um, go home and eat some nice lunch. Take care of Axel. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go look for a, a little suit, a surgery suit for him. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I think it works. Yeah, yeah I, I don't lose anything for trying. He'll get rid of that cone for a little while. <laughs> for any of you who has a pet and who has to wear pets, a uh, cone, surgery cone, just Google surgery suit, pet surgery suit. It's much better than cones. <laughs> Thank you. I'll、Thank、see you, you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.